Welcome to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James and we hope you are doing well. Happy Thanksgiving. I know you're listening to this and uh, Thanksgiving already happened, but I wanted to tell you happy Thanksgiving. And and the thought that I had today is I'm recording it uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, One of the thoughts I had today was um, Thanksgiving shouldn't just be on Thanksgiving. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Uh, between Halloween and Thanksgiving, we as a people become really thankful. You can check it out on social media. People are just thankful all the time. But then the day after Thanksgiving, you don't see anything like that. You no longer see the post of I'm thankful for this or I'm thankful for that. Like it's just gone until uh, November 1st of the following year. Why is that? Uh, We need to be thankful every day um, because for those that are in Christ, Jesus is working in our lives every single day, and we need to be thankful for every day. And so I know it's after Thanksgiving, but happy Thanksgiving. I'll let today be a day of Thanksgiving, and I can't tell you how much thankfulness and gratefulness to the Lord will guard your heart and your walk with Him does amazing, amazing things. But we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, My family and I, we had a a great Thanksgiving as well. Um, The Dallas Cowboys lost, uh, which is always a good thing for me. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Um, So that's a good thing. But we hope you're doing well. And um, we're getting into, oh, I wanted to just uh, just, uh, jumped into my head. I just wanted to remind you, uh, let you know that my my second book, Guarding the Well, is now available in print, and you can find that on uh, Amazon. And it's a short book, uh, just like with the podcast. I tried to keep them short, not to take up too much of your time. I wrote that book uh, to be a very quick read. It's only about 70-some pages. I wrote it so that it would not take long to read through uh, because I know people are just busy. And so if you want to pick that up, that's Guarding the Well. uh, That You can find that on Amazon. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you a favor uh, at the end of uh, this episode as well. If you would just uh, stay stay with us and uh, hopefully you can help me out with something. But I have worked in... Uh, a grocery store for a number of years of my life. Before I was a pastor, I worked at Wegmans. Now, some of you, depending on where you live, and I know uh, we have a lot of people, a lot of listeners that uh, listen in uh, Pennsylvania, in Virginia, and in Maryland. And so thank you for that. We have some listeners in uh, California and actually some other parts of the world. And so uh, those of you on the East Coast, you might know what Wegmans is. Uh, Those of you not on the east coast of the United States. You probably have no idea what Wegmans is. Wegmans is a grocery store, and it is, uh, when I worked there uh, years ago, it was actually rated the number one company to work for in America by Forbes. Uh, they actually had that distinction, well, at least in the top five for a couple years in a row. And I worked there, and I worked in the deli department, and one of the there's an amazing thing that happens the day after Thanksgiving. People change. And people get miserable, uh, they get uh, ungrateful all of a sudden, and they just get mean. Um, this is just a general statement, <clears throat> but I've seen it working in a grocery store. Uh, people just get so, uh, just so caught up in the holiday, holidays and everything that it is, that they, they just get mean. And they're, 
mindsets, their behavior, their attitude changes. I've seen it. And so we've been going through uh, on the podcast here, uh, a series called Crash and Burn. And we've looked at a couple different people and we've been learning something about their lives that we can learn in our lives to help us not crash and burn. Uh, The people we've seen, they've had their relationship with the Lord kind of crashed and burned, and we're just trying to glean from them and learn from them so that we don't make the same mistakes. And today, we have somebody that so many people are familiar about, and you probably tell by the title of this episode, uh, it's Jonah. So many people know the story of Jonah, but they don't really know the man. Uh, For example, if I told you that Jonah was a racist, what would you say? Uh, I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but there's a lot of biblical scholars that will say that Jonah was a racist, that he was more patriotic and cared more about his nation than he cared about the Lord. Uh, So Jonah is one of those stories that we know the stories, but we don't often know the man in the story. And that's Jonah. And so today, because of the time of year it is, and because of the, the the life change, if you would, that I've seen take place in people's lives from about the second, third week of November till the end of December, I wanted to bring something out of Jonah's life to you that can help you in your walk with the Lord and help you guard your walk with the Lord. And what that is, is this, is that hatred keeps us from holiness. Now, holiness, I don't mean to say perfection. Holiness in scripture, the first definition is to be different. It means to be set apart. And so God, yes, God is perfect and he is righteous and he is pure. And we are called as believers to be holy, that we are to be set apart, that we are to be different than the world. Well, hatred is something that keeps us from being set apart from the world. Hatred makes us more like the world and less like Christ. And it is something that we really need to learn about. It is something that we need to uh, be mindful of in our lives so that we are able to be holy, so that we can be set apart and make a difference for Christ. Jonah struggled with hatred. If you know the story of Jonah, we'll do this, uh, run through this quickly for you. Uh, Jonah is Jewish, and God calls him and goes, Jonah, I want you to go to the Ninevites, and I want you to preach to them. I want you to go and share the gospel with them so that they can hear my words, so that they can uh, see their sin, realize their sin, turn in repentance, and turn back to me. And God's like, I, I want to give them this forgiveness. I want their lives to be changed. And Jonah's like, I'm not doing that. The the Ninevites, um, they were wicked people, really wicked people. They would cut lips off of people. They'd cut hands off of people. They were a very wicked uh, group of people, and they would attack the nation of Israel often. They were enemies of the Jews. They were enemies of Jonah. And so Jonah looked at them and goes, God, I don't want to go give them an opportunity to repent. I don't want them to hear your word. I don't think you should be working in their lives. And so Jonah's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he runs away from the Lord, which is a whole nother episode. But uh, many people know the story. Uh, Jonah gets on a boat. He ends up getting thrown off the boat because of the weather. He gets swallowed by uh, a big fish. It's not a whale, uh, but a big fish. And He's in the belly of the fish for about three days. And God has the fish finally vomit Jonah up out onto dry land. 
And Jonah's like, fine, I'll go and I will preach to the Ninevites. I don't want to do this, but since you're going to make me, I will do it. And so he grumbles through the whole thing to go and preach to the Ninevites. And you know what happens? The Ninevites, they hear the message that Jonah brings to them. And they're cut to their heart. And they repent. Everybody repents. It's pretty much a revival that breaks out. And Jonah's not happy about it. He's not happy about it at all. I want to read to you verse 10 of Jonah chapter 3, and then I'm going to read to you verse 1 of Jonah chapter 4. In Jonah chapter 3, verse 10, it says this, When God saw what they, that would be the Ninevites, did, and how they turned from him, turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. So God saw their repentance, and then he had compassion on them because they heard the word of God proclaimed to them by Jonah. And so then Jonah immediately in, in chapter 4, we read this. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. We read that Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. And why is he greatly displeased? Why is Jonah angry? Because God worked in the lives of the Ninevites. He had compassion on them. And I want you to realize this. When it says that Jonah was greatly displeased, this is like vein popping out in your forehead type of anger. Jonah is furious. He, like he's beside himself with anger and displeasure. Now think about it. A whole nation just repented. You would think he would be happy, but he's not. He's not at all. Jonah did not want God to work in their lives. He didn't want the Ninevites to respond to God's word. Jonah did not want God to work in their lives at all because he hated these people. He hated them with a deep-seated passion, and he was angry at God. Do you know why Jonah ran from God? Do you know why in, in chapter 1 Jonah just flees from God? Well, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, Jonah actually tells us why he, he flees from, from the Lord. In verse 2, it says, Jonah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take, me, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Jonah is so angry that God has worked in the, the lives of the Ninevites. He's like, God, I would rather be dead than see these people return to you, to see these people find forgiveness in you. I'd rather be dead. That's anger. That's frustration. That's hatred towards these people, that I would rather be dead than to see God work and be glorified in their lives. Jonah never wanted this. And this is why Jonah ran from God back in chapter 1. Because Jonah goes, this is why I was quick to flee. I knew that you're a gracious God. I know who you are and I know who, what you're like. And I didn't want that. He goes, this is, Jonah goes, this is why I quit God. This is why I didn't do what you wanted me to do. Because I knew that if I went and proclaimed this message to the Ninevites, that they would respond and that you would work in their lives and you would be gracious to them. And Jonah did not want that. Do you ever have those thoughts? Do you have that anger within you right now? Our nation, our world, is filled with anger and hatred. We don't want other people to succeed. 
We don't want people that are different from us. We don't want people that have different views from us to have God work in their lives. We don't want it because we have this deep-seated anger or, uh, to use the, uh, uh, this word in a broad sense, prejudice against them. Yet we don't think God should work in their lives. We have the same hatred that Jonah had toward the Ninevites. We don't want God working in their lives at all. We don't think that they deserve God working in their lives. When you go to the grocery store and somebody runs into you with their shopping cart, you have a deep-seated anger that comes out. Like, oh, I don't want God to work in their lives. They just hit me with a shopping cart. You see, hatred, hatred stems a lot of times from bitterness and disappointment. That we will do what God wants us to do as long as God is blessing us. But once God wants us to do something that we don't want him to do, then we step back and we don't want anything to do with it. And we get so disappointed, we get so bitter, we get angry. And hate keeps us from holiness. Let me give you a couple things to think about here today. I don't get in the politics. You get asked my church. And so I, I always try to step back from, from uh, when it comes to politics to a broad sense. And so I just want to give you a couple things to think about. Wherever you are in your life and, and where our, our nation is right now, let me ask you this. Do you think the Republicans deserve God working in their lives? Let me ask you this. Do the Democrats deserve God working in their lives? What about the person that cut you off? this morning when you're driving to work maybe you're driving right now and you're listening to this and you're stuck in traffic and some some guy just cut you off do they deserve god to work in their lives let me ask you this question what about the muslims do muslims deserve god to work in their lives what about jehovah witnesses what about those that have different lifestyles than you have what about those that think differently than you do they deserve to have god work in their lives see god does not call us to hate others he calls us to love others now that doesn't mean we withhold truth it doesn't mean we don't tell them that they're sinning when they sin uh it doesn't mean any of that but we are called to love other people you see in the grand scheme of things no one not even you nor i deserve to have god work in our lives but god is compassionate he is gracious and god is going to have mercy on those he has mercy on and god's going to have compassion on those he has compassion on and in that we should rejoice we should rejoice when god is working in the lives of somebody else we should rejoice when god has worked in the life of somebody else we should rejoice when god is asking you and i to be that instrument to work in somebody else's life for god because god is glorified in all of that and that person has been benefited from god's hand of work in their lives my family and I, we we like Star Wars. I actually use uh, a video, a Star Wars video game, as an illustration in in my latest book. And uh, there's so much in Star Wars that you can go on a spiritual level. I'm not saying it's right, uh, but I'm always finding things. It's always saying things that that's making me think from a, a spiritual standpoint. And I always say this, and I say this tongue in cheek, but the great theologian Yoda, he tells us that hate leads to the dark side. And guess what? He's right. Hate does lead to the dark side because hate leads us away from Christ, not to holiness. Hate doesn't draw us closer to Jesus. Hate actually opens up the gate that we try to guard our heart with and just starts wrecking it. 
And so we have to be careful with the hate because hate traps us. Hate hardens our heart. Hate pushes us from the light that is Jesus Christ, and it keeps us from holiness. Hate keeps us from following and imitating Jesus. Jonah was so angry about all of this that he literally says it would be better for him to die than to see these people repent. There's a lot going on in our our world right now. Maybe there's a lot going on in your life right now. Is that your mindset? That you'd rather die, that you'd rather struggle or suffer than see God work in the lives of other people that have done things that are different, that are wrong? Or do you love them? Do you pray for them? Are you asking God to work in their lives? Not so that they, they have a right, the same mentality as you do, but that God would be glorified in them. Hate keeps us from holiness. Where's your hate at in your life right now? Is it something you're struggling with? Are you looking at other people going, oh, Lord, please work in their lives? Or are you looking at them going, Lord, they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you working in their lives at all. Please don't use me. Don't ask me to share the gospel with them. Or are you loving them? Because Jesus wants us loving other people, not hating them. Because in that, he's glorified. And so as you keep your hatred in check, it helps guard your heart. How are you doing with that? Now, here's the thing that I'm going to ask you to help me with today. If you would, what are some of the things that you're struggling to process in your life? Maybe some of the questions that you have. What does the Bible say about this? You know, I'm really struggling with with, with this emotion or this thought in my heart, in my mind. I'm going through this issue in my life right now, this subject matter, if you will. How do I process it? How do I work through it from a biblical standpoint? I would really love to hear from you on that. And then we could turn that into an episode, and hopefully I can help you with that. And so if you want to send that uh, question, if you would, to me, you can connect with us on Facebook, uh, Guarding the Well. You can send us a message there. Uh, You can leave a comment on uh, this episode. Uh, We'll see it, and you can connect with us in in those ways, and I I would love to hear from you. And if you would do me another favor, if you just like and and subscribe and and maybe even share this uh, podcast with somebody that you know, I would greatly appreciate it. We hope that you're doing well. And once again, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And hopefully the Lord will be at work in your life and my life to use us for his kingdom and his glory. And to you, you have a great day. You take care.